They are the Chai kids. Chai kids. For kids. By kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids Show on Chai FM. Thank you for choosing the Chai Kids Show on 101.9 Chai FM. I hope you are having an amazing day. My name is Mira and I am 10 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is Chai Kids. For kids, bar kids. On Chai Kids today, I have an amazing lineup. Starting off, I will be interviewing Majol Devar, a music instructor at Musical Muse Development. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to learn more about Majol and her passion for music. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth, a DIY project which you can play with, and at the end of the show, listen out for Montgomery Jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories, audiobooks. They are really interesting and super amazing. You can also get the full stories on Miss Stop Productions channel on YouTube or on our website at highfm.com. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 rand and 50 cents. You can also call us on 0101403020. I repeat, 0101403020. So on that note, get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids Today. Chai Kids. For kids. By kids. This is Chai Kids. For kids, bar kids. My name is Mira and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Majol Dewat, a music instructor at Musical Muse Development, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is, how can a clam cram in a clean cream can? I repeat, how can a clam cram in a clean cream can? A bit later... I will count how many times. You can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101403020 to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Michelle DeWatt, a music instructor at Musical Muse Development with me in studio today. So if you have any questions for her, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to my show. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello, Tamira. I'm really good. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> okay, so let's do some questions. First of all, can you explain to us what musical muse development is all about? Yeah, sure. So um, I've always been into music. Uh, since I was like six, I told my mom that I wanted to be a singer and uh, pursued it in any way that I could, uh, got trained operatically and stuff like that. And then for a little while, I did uh, interviews with uh, South African musicians and singers and stuff because I wanted to learn about um, how they got to be who they are. And then that inspired me to open up my school. So I mostly am known for being a vocal coach uh, because of my operatic training. And then it kind of grew from there to doing piano, guitar, ukulele, music theory, uh, recordings, sound productions and stuff like that. So, yeah, we've grown a lot. Okay. 
Cool. How long has Musical Muse development been around? Um, for over six years now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you started it. Yeah, I started it. Was that like hard work? You know, it wasn't actually that hard. I was pretty nervous when I started it. I just had knew a few people that were interested in singing lessons, and I thought, yeah, sure, I can help you. And I was a little bit like shy <laughs> back then because when you start off a, a career you kind of like feel a bit nervous about it like oh am I really good at this or not but then I just like got into my groove and it just rolled from there it kind of grew more by word of mouth than anything so the what's your favorite part about teaching music I really 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 love people I've always loved people that's why I guess I also did the interviews um I get on with people super easily. So a lot of my students become like family or friends because we really get to know each other that well. And I love seeing people grow and push their limits. I love people taking on a project that's exciting. I mean, we do exams as well, which I really support my students with, whether they're kids or adults. But I really like it when people uh, are a bit more creative and they do something unexpected where they uh, want to follow like their heart, you know, whatever that is for them, whether it's singing a song at a wedding for a family member, whether it's doing a studio recording just because they want to have that moment saved, you know, for forever even if it's literally I've had some people come to me like I've got a, a family that I teach right now a mom um, her son and her daughter and they just want to sing together so you know it's just oh. cute you know I <laughs> I love all the different kinds of things that people want to do with their lives and I try to make it as fun and exciting for them and uh, educational at the same time so I push your limits and go for it you know okay so you said that um, grown-ups can come to to your school yeah. Um, so a lot of people, like, you know, they think that music lessons is just for kids, right? Because that's like the norm out there. A lot of people who, when they get to be adults, they get a little bit insecure and they think that I'm done now. You know, I'm, I'm not allowed to go to music lessons because, you know, it's I can't learn easily anymore. And they get really stressed out. Uh, what I've really noticed about adults is that they second guess themselves a lot more than kids do. Kids will <laughs> learn and be like, hey, I made a mistake, but that's OK. I'll roll with it. I guess you guys are more used to making mistakes and getting up and going on like riding a bike okay if I fall over it's not the end of the world I'll get back up and I'll do it again mm. adults maybe because uh, they've had more failures and successes in their lives when they fall sometimes they're afraid to get back up again so yes I do teach adults and I tell every <laughs> adult that wants to come see me and that go for it don't give yeah. up on your dream just because you're older you'll never stop learning no matter what age you are yeah. so just do it so where are you based I'm based in, in Edendale, Tower Glen. Edendale, that's not that far away. No, it's not that far away. And no. my brother and I run a music and art school together, so it's nice. It's all in one place wow. and people get to enjoy everything. Yeah. That's actually really cool. <laughs> so you said you have had music training. Yes. So when I was about 13, my mom said, okay, let's do this for realsies. Uh, she got me um, a keyboard. And I was playing around and I said, okay, I really want to do singing lessons though, because obviously that was my main priority. 
So I had some private teachers for piano. Some of them changed throughout the years. But she sent me to an amazing man called Davi Hussein, who's one of our um, well-known opera singers. Well, he was. He passed away. But I was with him for eight years, and I went to him every eight, eight yeah. years. And I went to him every week, and he taught me scales for, like, the most part, which is not what I do with my students anymore. So scales is like where you just go, la, 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 over and over and over again in different ways and stuff. He wouldn't let me do a song until I'd perfected my scales. So I had proper hardcore training, but I loved it. And the first time that we actually uh, came up to his place, we didn't know obviously what he looked like because somebody just gave us a referral saying, okay, go see Darby. And there was a guy in the garden gardening and he looked like a gardener, like Santa Claus in the garden. And we said to him, hi, so sorry, is, is this where the you know, singing lessons are? And he's like, yes, it's me. And he got up, put the spade down and he started walking me to the classroom. And I just I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with Darby and he'll always be that person who changed my life completely. He told me like at about five years, six years, Cambridge, I've taught you everything you need to know, like you don't need to come anymore. But I'm like, I want you. So for the last three years, I went just because I wanted to go, not because I had to. But I was doing it just for the fun of it. Um, okay. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> um, so how? So you said that you had to practice the scales. Yes. How much times did you have to practice? So many times. <laughs> I know them off by heart now as an... Um, you like with, when you're playing an instrument, right? I'll refer to that. You build muscle memory. Like somebody who, say, for example, doing karate, they have to punch a certain way like a thousand times, say, for example, to become automatic. I sang those scales so many times, like a year. I'm not joking. A year, just the scales every week. <laughs> and as my homework as well. So I went home and I did it on my keyboard because he told me that you have to practice every day to keep your voice strong. Otherwise, you'll lose your range. Range is how high and how low you can sing. So mm. if you don't practice it, if you don't work that muscle, your voice will get smaller, basically, or just, like, weaker. You know, like, um, mm. if you're an athlete and you need to do warm-ups and you need to do your exercises to keep your body at a mm -hmm. certain strength. Same yeah. with singers, same mm. with pianists, everybody. So, yeah, I, I did them a lot. <laughs> so... Does your voice change completely when you're singing in opera? So, yeah, there is a, a certain, I guess, quality to your voice when you're singing opera compared to when you're doing pop or R&B or, like, something more relaxed. Every single music genre has got a certain different technique. For example, if I'm doing blues music, I need to be up close to the microphone, not belting. You want to be, like, soft and gentle and kind of breathy and hey and relaxed. Opera actually teaches you to belt and project in a theater. So in the olden days, it didn't have microphones. So the traditional opera training is using just your voice to project into a room. So you need to belt like constantly, open your mouth really, really wide, exaggerate your face if you're acting as well. So it's a whole <laughs> different vibe. If you want to, I can demonstrate quick quicks, two different types, right? So let's do a little bit of opera quick quick. Yeah. Mein Herr Marquis, ein Mann wie Sie, so Alright, now that's opera, right? Yeah. Now if I'm singing uh, blues, okay, I'm just going to make something up. Um, I'm here today with me. Mira, wow. I'm tired. 
very different quality to yeah (laughs) (laughs) really cool so you said about theater yeah like do you really enjoy being in theater i i love theater i just like you as well when i was a kid i did it lots i went to productions and the drama clubs and stuff like that but as an adult, I kind of moved away from it and more to music composition for myself. So I think, like, I've still got like, a bug to go and do opera again as an adult. I think it would be a totally different experience to go do some of the roles that I would never have gotten as a younger person as well because different roles in uh, productions change according to your age and this, the characters, right? Like, I can't play, like, a, a little daughter now. I might play a mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you'd get, like, different kinds of roles. You'd be able to play different things so I love theater and I think it's a really great way to help children um, build confidence as well also make friends and kind of like just get some stage experience get those little niggles out of your system because when you're surrounded by friends it's a lot easier to sing and perform than when you're standing there on your own like on competition days and stuff like that Mm. yeah so can children learn opera well there's a system called the Vakai um, like a pre-opera book is what I call it to people. Um, it's a system made very, very, very long time ago. And I mean, like in the 1800s or something, if I'm, if I'm correct, but it's a very long time ago, but, um, it's the correct way of, uh, singing using Italian vowels and stuff like that. That, to be honest, most kids would go bored out of their minds doing. (laughs) if a kid is really into opera and they love that book then i'd say yeah sure then they can do opera early but most kids they do um if they want to do opera maybe later on in life they start off with classical songs so it's like uh singing songs about um my fair lady or like this little butterfly is going down the lane not kind of like opera but it's like a fun little ditty kind of song and that's like part of the classical exams so they give you small little songs that are easy to kind of get you into it and then later on in your exams you can try it out an opera song or folk song to see if you like it Mm. it's a personality thing i think okay so what age can like kids start coming to your school the youngest kid I taught singing to was a little girl called Mulan, uh, was because she's moved to China now. So we had to do exams so that she could go uh, into a Chinese school. And she did amazingly well as a singer. So uh, it all depends on, again, the child's talent. But the earliest I teach is, on average, six younger if I feel like they can handle it. And Mulan was um, very studious, so she could handle the pressure of an exam. Okay. So, what age is it good to start singing lessons? Okay, so a lot of parents come to me saying my kid is uh, singing a lot at home and they want to start. I would say if you're open as a parent to letting your kid just sing for fun, then you can start them early. Um, If you want your kids to start exams, I will not make a kid do exams and put them under pressure if it's just not their vibe. I am not one of those teachers who's so strict and says, okay, you're going to do exams. I'll only do it if it's a a special case like Mulan when they're so young and if the child wants it. Because exams put a lot of pressure on people and you don't need it at a young age. I'd rather have kids just play. So if you want to just sing and learn techniques and then get into exams when you're ready, then yeah, sure, you can start it like five or six okay so can anyone learn to sing or do you need a special voice 
Anyone can learn to sing. So I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, I taught this one guy, uh, Clements, and um, he was an Austrian who came just for a little while to South Africa. And the guy loved singing. He played guitar with his friends and family at home. And he wanted to build up his voice again just for a little bit while he was here. And he had a one octave range. Now, if you know music, that is like nothing. Right. It's it's really, really limited. And uh, it's basically 12 notes that he could sing well. And then it got really dodgy thereafter. But I taught him how to control his notes. So with proper singing training, you learn how to use your mouth, how to use your stomach, how to increase your lung capacity so that you can get the most out of your voice, no matter what condition your voice is in. I've even taught a guy that had narcolepsy. So if he got too stressed out, he would fall asleep on me. So... You know, different people, different <laughs> situations, right? So, yes, there are certain techniques you can apply to your voice. You're not always going to be the greatest singer, but you can learn how to use your voice better. Okay. Do you teach everything or are there other teachers that teach music too? So, for a long time at my school, I taught everything. So, I started with singing, then I added the piano, and added guitar, added ukulele. Then I started to add teachers when it got too much. I literally had no more space. So people want me to teach them. And unfortunately, sometimes I'm just fully booked. So I, I can't take on new students, although I absolutely would love to. I really genuinely feel so sad having to pass on a student to somebody else. But I have great teachers as well that I do hire. So I have, for mm -hmm. example, a violin teacher. I've never done violin, so she she totally handles that. And then I have another guitar teacher for the extra students that mm -hmm. I can't teach. So, yeah, and then, like, we go to studio. So I have um, a friend that helps me with the sound engineering and sound production side. So, okay, so um, I really like doing these questions. But now we're going to take a quick song break, and we'll be back after the song. Hi, kids. For kids. By kids. This is Hi, kids. For kids. By kids. My name is Mira, and you are still listening to the Chai Kids Show on 101.9 Chai FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Majol, our DIY project for this week is a plastic bottle shaker instrument. You will need a 440 milliliters cold drink bottle, paint, and about 30 popcorn kernels. This is how you make your plastic bottle shaker instrument. Step 1. Paint the cold drink bottle in the colours of your choice. Step 2. Allow the painted bottle to dry. Step 3. Pour your popcorn kernels in the bottle. And step 4. Close the bottle with a little tightly. Or you could even glue it. And step 5. Well, that's how you have your own bottle shaker. Shaker. <laughs> shaker. And remember to follow our Facebook page to see the shaker and instructions so you can make it as many times as you like. I have Majol Watt in studio with me today. So if you have any questions for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or a telegram to 061-895-1019 or call 0101-403020. Now, let's carry on with our questions. Okay? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so are the lessons you give private or in a class? Uh, all my lessons are private. So there was a stage where I did a few group classes, but you really get better tuition when you're one-on-one -on -one with somebody. So um, 
the max I'll have in a class is like three to four, but they know each other. It's like siblings or like uh, best friends that want to do something together, you know? Like not just some random throw people together. <laughs> I mean, you know, because like you, you got to watch certain things. Like uh, when you're doing singing lessons, you have to watch how each person is breathing. You have to watch how their shoulders are lifting. Are they relaxed? You know, are they stressing their mouth? So as a proper vocal coach, you have to really watch a person's body when they're singing. You can't just randomly let them sing. You need to really help them work their body like an instrument, you know? Yeah. So it takes focus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one on one. What instruments can you play? Okay, I can play piano, guitar, ukulele, Native American flute as well, which is a beautiful instrument. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's all breathy and I love it. Wow. Yeah, I'm wanting to learn harmonica. Uh, my mom actually got me a harmonica for my birthday because I was so into it. And then when I realized you have to use your tongue a lot to actually use them, like, okay, let me leave that one on the side for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then I know how to play a recorder, but I think like most kids know how to play a recorder because like in school, you <laughs> somebody takes up recorder lessons one time in their life. But okay. yeah, my brother hates the sound of a recorder, so I, yeah. <laughs> I avoid it. At Musical Muse, do you need previous experience, experience, or do you teach beginner beginners? Um, you don't need previous experience. Uh, you can come fresh out of the bag <laughs> into the world of music. It's sometimes nicer um, when you're uh, a total noob because you don't have any contradicting ideas in your head. You can just be taught clean, fresh, from the beginning. No matter what age you are, I've had adults who are complete beginners, so... Uh, I've also had people who've like done a few lessons with uh, classical teachers who've come to me because they're seriously terrified now. So I've had people come from a strict, very strict classical training background Oy. where they like hands shake when they're about to play because they're just so stressed out. So I help That's people. That's not nice. No, it's not nice. So a lot of times, um, not every classical teacher. I'm a classical teacher as well for vocals and piano and stuff like that. But I have heard stories about some classical teachers that are just super strict with young kids and they don't watch where they're pushing them too far and then the parents take them away from the lessons because the kid's starting to hate that instrument i never believe in pushing a kid to the point where they hate that instrument exams or whatever are just not worth it yeah you gotta love music you know you gotta keep that passion alive and if there's a way that i can make both people happy in that case like uh, the parents happy when the kids are doing exams and getting great results and the child happy as well as actually having fun with music that's my sweet spot yeah so do you write your own songs or play covers of songs? I do both. So doing cover songs is just fun. Like, you know, if there's a song that comes out and you're like, oh, I really love that song, and you want to sing it. But I I always te- um, teach my students to not just completely do a cover version as mm-hmm. it's singing it exactly the same way the yeah. singer does it. You have to make your own arrangement, and that means make it your own. So maybe, mm-hmm. like, if it's a really fast song, slow it down to a ballad. If it's, like, um, a dance track, maybe make it on piano, go acoustic. You know, do something to yeah. it to change it. Change the key. I mean, changing the key is normally a thing, like, if it's too high for you, you can make the song lower so it's easier to sing. Okay. Mm. But then I do uh, compose my own original music as well. Right now I'm actually yeah. in studio uh, recording a song of mine as well. So it's That's always so cool. fun. I love being in studio and recording. It's just such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. So do you teach people to compose their own music? Yes, I do. So um, not every student that comes to me is a songwriter. Um, it's like a 
a niche thing, as in like a desire that not everybody has. Not everybody wants to compose music, but when people do want to compose music, they often are really great at it. So yeah. I've had the pleasure of teaching some amazing people and helping co uh, compose with them. We've had some great results as well. Some uh, there's a girl that I taught that. Uh, got her was about to have her song released because it's doing so well wow. and there's another student that I taught called um, Nathan who was brilliant at making um, dance music and dance tracks so it was just an honor for uh, me to teach him because he made tracks for a lot of my students the some girls got to sing over his tracks so it's awesome whenever something like that comes into my school because I also believe that my school is like a community so if I can get people working together I do you know so mm. it's just so much fun Okay, so what are all the different instruments that you teach? Uh, everything I play is what I teach and then plus the violin. So currently, right, we do singing, um, which also you can do rock, pop or classical. So there are two genres for every instrument, right? So even in the exam world, you can go relaxed and more chilled and do music that you hear on the radio, commercial music, or you can go the classical musical theatre route. So that's for vocals piano, guitar, ukulele. Um, music theory is a side subject, but it's for everything. For a singer or musician, you should know a bit of theory, which is how to read and write music. So we do that as well. And mm -hmm. then we have um, some people working on uh, compositions and like how to use uh, sound programs, you know, so teach a little bit of programming on the side as well. Mm -hmm. um, do you also teach harmonica? No, <laughs> you can't teach something you haven't like learned yet. So no, no, I'd have to like just take like a holiday, go sit up in a mountain somewhere and play play harmonica to like get that whole bluesy vibe going. And then when I'm a pro, then I'll go, okay, cool, I'm ready to teach somebody. <laughs> it's gonna take some time. Yeah. So, um, so you said um, you teach types of music. Mm hmm. Um, do you teach like? What, what were the genres you said again? So in an exam world, right, they're split into two. So you can either play music which is classical or musical theater orientated, which is kind of like your opera, um, musical theater songs like uh, Glee, um, Wicked, and whatever. Not all the current stuff some is the older stuff, even folk music, which is really, really old stuff. And then you also get to sing in different languages like German or French wow. or Russian or Italian. Italian is a big one because Italian, a lot of people believe that Italian is the first language of singing. So a lot of songs are Italian or German and then some French and stuff. So you get to play with that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. And because I uh, have a Belgian-French background, I can help people with French songs. So some people even just want to sing French and stuff. So that's that side, right? Then you have a rock pop, which is all the music that you hear on the radio nowadays or uh, even like way back, right? So... Even if you did an exam today, some of the music will be current, some of it will be like maybe the stuff that your parents played and stuff, but at least it's like got guitar and piano and drums, it's like band-based, if you know what I mean. It's not like yeah. classical strings and stuff like that. So mm. it's arranged very differently. So you can go either way. But that's like the exam route. If you just want to come and have fun and just like, oh, I... I want to just sing a song that I enjoy that is commercial, but you don't have to always do exams. I feel like a lot of people feel like the only way to do music is to do exams. And it's not. You don't have to uh, feel like 
you're going somewhere with your music if you don't do exams. A lot of professional musicians haven't even done all of their exams. Mm -hmm. I know professional guitarists who don't even know all of their theory. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they can if you can hear music, like play by ear is what mm -hmm. it's called. Like you hear a song, you're like, ooh, you can hear it and you can jam to it and you can like plinky plonky on your piano and get the chords and mm -hmm. match it, make your own rhythms. That's also cool. You don't have to be stuck in one box. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you learn a musical instrument, do you have to learn to read music? So, no. I would say if you're uh, not going to play by ear, which is uh, basically when you hear music and you try and figure out what the chords are by using your instrument or your voice, then you have to know theory. But there is um, a side to guitar playing where you don't need to know theory. Uh, it's a bit weird. So guitarists get away with it a little bit more than everybody else <laughs> because they have a thing called tab. It's like paint by numbers for guitarists. So you mm -hmm. can read music with numbers. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe it's even similar. I've heard like uh, the uh, Chinese system for reading music is also numerical, using numbers. Yeah. So you don't read notes like we do. You read numbers. So there are other systems out there that exist mm -hmm. for people to not have to know theory, to not have to know how to read and write music. You can still enjoy it and have a great experience with music without that. Even as a singer, like you don't need to know theory as a singer. You can just trust your ear and do mm -hmm. more ear training. There's a thing called sight singing, which is um, where you look at notes and mm -hmm. you sing them like from the top of your head. Like if I see a C, a D and an E and somebody says, okay, your song is in the key of C, which means my song is going to basically start on C, end on C, have a vibe of C, a lot of C chords. Then I know it's like, do, re, mi, and whatever the notes are doing, if I see a C, D, E, I'm going to go do, re, mi, and you just have to like read it as it goes along. It's quite a skill. Yeah. It's, but a lot of the choirs in university and stuff require you to be able to sight sing. So some people, they sing, have great voices. I knew this one girl, Maya, that I taught, and she was a brilliant singer. And then when she got to university, she wasn't with me long enough for me to do a lot of sight singing. She didn't get in, even though she had a great voice, because she didn't know her sight singing. So ear training, if you want to be a professional uh, singer, is exceptionally important if you want yeah. a career as a singer. So you need to be able to hear a melody and sing it back accurately, read a melody and uh, sing it back accurately. But then there are exceptions. Yeah. If you're just going to be a studio recording artist, sometimes mm. those skills are not necessary. They're not always looking for somebody who's classically trained in a studio. They're looking for somebody who's more relaxed. Yeah. So it's very different. It depends mm -hmm. on who you are, what you want to achieve, and then you follow that route. Yeah. So are some people just born with musical talent or can it be learned with lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of practice? That is actually a really good question because... There are always two kinds of people with music. There are the ones that are not born as talented as others, but who work so hard at it and they put their whole heart into it because they're so passionate about it. And they're the ones that often get further than the ones that are just super talented. Not always. There are some super talented people who these kind of things come to them really easily and they're really passionate about it. They don't mm -hmm. take it for granted. Yeah. So you can work really hard at it and go far, or you can be super talented and the road will just be easier for you. Mm -hmm. But passion is required for both. Passion and hard work practice is required to be good at it.
Okay, so so you said some people can just hear a song and like be able to play it straight away. Like, yeah. How do you learn to do that? So it comes actually from hearing a lot of music as a kid, uh, being surrounded by different genres of music. Um, sometimes it comes to a thing called perfect pitch, which is called um, when you're real young. If you're surrounded by different sounds and things like that, you can know what a C should sound like. Not everybody has this. You can also um, just hear a note and be able to find it on your instrument. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the person. A person with, person with perfect pitch can do it really easily. A person who has relative pitch or can find a note by like playing on the piano a bit, finding the note, is a little bit harder for them. So anybody can do it, but some people have it easier. Yeah. Okay, so for my last question, what is your all-time favorite song to sing? Oh, man. I really love soul music. Um, the one that pops into my head now is Chain of Fools by Aretha Franklin. Chain, chain, chain. Chain of Fools. Jane, 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 Jane of Fools. Mm. I just love wow. soul music. <laughs> you know, classically trained. I love soul yeah. music. Okay, so on that note, we are going to take a quick song break. And after the song, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call now on 0101 40 30 20. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. This is Hi kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Mira and I am 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? You can call us on 0101 40 30 20 and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? If not, then I will start. Are you ready? 3, 2, 1. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cl cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How many... <laughs> I only got three. That's bad. Not that bad. Okay, can I give it a go? Yeah. Alrighty, so I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. How can a clam cram in a clean cram? Ah, how can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam? Oh, the first one was a bit dodged. Six or seven times, that was really good. Okay, so well done, actually. Thank you. On that note, let's take another. Song break. Hi, kids. For kids. By kids. Favorite songs. This is Hi, kids. For kids. By kids. My name is Mira and I'm 10 years old. Thank you for playing. Thank you to my guest, Michelle Duart, for coming to Hi, kids. It was so much fun. Thanks so much, hon. And to my producer, Senna, and Fussy for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids! Bye, guys! <laughs>